It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning and welcome to the travel and cruise industry news podcast for this, the 27th day of November 2023. A couple quick announcements uh, Thursday and Friday this week, uh, both days. The live show will be at 9 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. Those of you that watch at 11 a.m., you can just catch it like normal. But if you're up earlier and want to join the live, I'll be doing it both days at 9 a.m. Of course, on Thursday, I'll be doing it here, leaving right after that. And then on Friday, I'll be doing it from Orangeburg, South Carolina on my way to Port Canaveral and the Norwegian Escape, which I get on on Saturday. All right, so on the news portion today, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to do. Uh, on the news itself, the lead story this morning is an MSC officer's heroic rescue. Cruise ship denied entry into New Zealand. Seems like we've heard that story before. Life at Sea cruise canceled just a week before it was supposed to sail. Adora Mediterranean maiden voyage. Burning from heritage expeditions. What? And an airline report card from the holiday weekend. That and a lot more here at 11 o'clock. Uh, this morning. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, I did uh, myself here. Uh, we had a very nice meal uh, Thursday evening. Of course, some of you were on the show with me on Friday. Uh, today, of course, is Cyber Monday. It's also National Bavarian Cream Pie Day. Yeah, I can deal with that. Be happy to have all of it you uh, you want to send me. Uh, uh, you know, that's one of my favorites. If you're listening via the podcast, you're always welcome. Of course, you can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big guys, iHeartRadio, uh, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, any of them. Just search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. Anytime you're listening and would like to hop over to the video feed to take a look at uh, pictures or clips or uh, even interviews on that day's show, there's always a link in the description of the podcast so you can do just that. Uh, we got several things to go over today before we get to a, my special guest and um, trying to figure out the best way of doing this. Uh, I, okay, so first of all, our friend Cindy uh, was on the uh, Margaritaville at Sea uh, Express over the weekend, and uh, they enjoyed the cruise. 
she liked the vibe. She liked the food. Uh, she, you know, she said it was great for a, a shorty, a, you know, a two night. Uh, she'll do it again. And again, I like the cruise too. It's just that I had accessibility issues that were that that, that Cindy they didn't have to deal with. All right, I got some very distressing news from uh, from my buddy uh, Mr. Bucket List. It seems that while he was over there in the pyramids, he fell in love with the camel, and he's decided to move out there in the desert in a tent. And, and with uh, him and the camel and in the shadow of the pyramids. And that's how Mr. Bucket List is going to operate the bucket list now. Actually, none of that is true. However, you know, he was on a Greek cruise and he wasn't familiar with Greek food. So, uh, this is what he did. This uh, he decided that uh, this was dinner. This was one meal on Celestial. Okay, one meal. This is what Justin had on his plate in front of him for one meal on Celestial. I've seen him do it, folks. I've seen him do it before. All right, Hot Air Tom and Cindy are on uh, the Joy. They went to Ocean Blue. A little clam chowder. I like the clam chowder there. Uh, let's see. Cindy had some uh, fried fish. And Hot Air had a seafood platter. So that's an Ocean Blue on the Joy. And now with what probably is the most important thing that's come out of Norwegian for some time. All right. This is the, the this is the new tender boat. Uh, before I get to Tom's pictures, I, I got to tell you about this. Uh, NCL has recently welcomed three uh, 82-foot cruise tenders into the Caribbean fleet stationed at Great Stirrup Key in the Bahamas. The tenders were designed by Incat Crowther and built by Singapore's Penguin Shipyard International. The tenders will transport 352 passengers from NCL cruise ships to the company's private island resort. The main deck seats 164. The upper deck can accommodate 188. Working with pre-existing infrastructure restrictions was integral to the design, as was accessibility. Each vessel contains two wheelchair-accessible spaces on the main deck and a wheelchair lift to get from the upper deck uh, to the lower deck and back and forth. An elevator, folks. It also has a handicap accessible toilet on board. Uh, I mean, that's just awesome. Uh, some of you might remember the last time I was there, I had to ride. I had to ride down a a ramp on the scooter, and I had a guy had it was so steep, a guy had to hold me from 
literally flipping over the scooter going down the ramp. And then it wouldn't go back up it with my fat girth on the thing. And they had to push me up. <laughs> that was a scene. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure uh, if that is a picture of the elevator itself. I can't tell from that picture. And, and Hot Air Tom didn't label them. I'm assuming that is the elevator. And this is uh, from the tender boat. Uh, shooting back at the joy and um let's see this is the uh, deck of the tender boat which many of you have been on tender boats that look just like that that's hot air tom actually riding in the accessible elevator so he could test it out for me and that's looking from uh, Great Stirrup Key uh, back to uh, the ship, the Norwegian Joy. And, of course, that's looking back over at next door at uh, Perfect Day at Coco Cay with a couple Royal Caribbean ships over there. So uh, that's uh, from uh, Hot Air Time. Okay, so uh, we do have a special guest today. You guys are all familiar with him. It's uh, my friend, Nate. Uh, he's been on this show numerous times from up in Alaska, mostly. Uh, many of you don't know, he spent a lot of time working in the Bahamas as well. Uh, he has a, He's a, a travel agent and specializes in uh, Alaska excursions. However... He was at a different excursion and something that a lot of you guys might be interested in. Welcome our friend Nate back to the Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast. And you did something, Nate, that's a little bit different in Nassau when you went to this place. Breezes. Mm -hmm. Tell me about it. <clears throat> So a lot of places in Nassau used to make a lot of money off of this, but they'd offer day passes uh, for people, whether they're coming over for the day, as in even flying in a uh, cruise ship or the resort just didn't have a pool. I know that sounds weird, but um, on Paradise Island, before Atlantis took over, you had nine or 10 hotels scattered on the island and none of them had pools. So a lot of the hotels um, would offer, you know, a day pass to come in and it's been a changing evolution uh, over the past couple of years and with COVID, um, a lot of them don't do it anymore. Resorts have changed hands. And so Breezes is one of the places I've gone to regularly because it's such a beautiful beach. Uh, it gets you away from, uh, you know, the core Nassau area, uh, you know, where the cruise ships are and people are. And uh, it's, got, it's got a really good value. So they recently upped their price to a hundred bucks a person. Uh, and what makes them different from the others is it includes all your food, all your drinks, uh, beach access, uh, pool access, there's Wi-Fi, there's air conditioning. Uh, they still have all the activities. And uh, that's something I warn people about in Nassau, especially even in Cozumel, you know, is look and see if you're getting a real experience or are they just letting you in to swim? Uh, because a lot of hotels are just letting you in to swim for the most part. But breezes I enjoy just because it's, again, on the kind of on the west side, 
of the island uh, between downtown and the airport. It's on Cable Beach, essentially, which is a, a very popular area to go. Um, but, you know, when you look at some of the pictures, you'll notice something unique about Breezes, and that is the beach isn't crowded uh, by yeah. any means. Uh, you know, you look at Margaritaville and some of the others, like, yeah, yeah like this one. You know, some of the places that the cruise lines use, you can't even breathe on the beach, right. know, especially on the private islands they have. Uh, you know, and by the time you get there, every chair is taken. Here, we had none of that. You know, you, you've got a lot of room to move around, plenty of sun. The water was calm, which is nice. Um, you know, it should have called, you know, breezes for a reason. <laughs> uh, but it's it's now locally owned by Bahamian. Yeah. And that's something that I like more. I, I'd rather... Uh, you know, give money where I can to the local economy rather than Blackstone, you know, who owns Atlantis. So what you're telling me is for a hundred bucks, I'd have the beach, mm -hmm. the pool, yep. the food, and booze for oh, the yeah. day. And it's it's edible food. Um, you know, the buffet was amazing. It was a lot better than the ship we're on. It that's a whole different story. Um it was definitely a Bahamian feel to it. Uh, I love my Bahamian macaroni and cheese. You can send a fat boy. Uh, so yeah, this is the Bahamian section. So we had jerk pork. See, I had uh, I had the the clip of the buffet. Oh yeah, I did a video of everything but the entrees. I mean, that looks just lovely. Was that a bowl of shrimp you just passed? Uh, I can't remember. They did have shrimp there, but the fruit was fresh. Great view. <laughs> um, it, again, a very fresh salad bar, which I really enjoyed. Um, a lot of pasta, a lot of different options. And, uh, you know, again, when you're cruising, you know, we don't always think about the health, uh, the healthy side, but the food was really good. Uh, the, the entrees were pretty much... Uh, you had Bahamian macaroni and cheese. They had some uh, fresh broccoli. They had uh, mojo chicken and uh, pork, jerk pork shoulder, I think. Okay. They had rice, and then to the left there's a pasta bar, which can't touch the ship I'm on. I mean, MSC does fantastic pasta. The yeah. only thing they do, fantastic. Um, <laughs> and then on the other side was a taco bar, which we didn't have last year. Um but, but what I like about the all-inclusives are, you know, they, they've also got the pool bar open. And so they had, you know, your typical burgers, fries. They had jerk chicken. If you wanted that, you could do salad. They had conch fritters um, and a couple other things. And it was, it was, again, really nice. And I think this is where Breezes does stand out from everyone else in Nassau because I don't think anyone else offers like an all-in package for around 100 bucks. You have to, I think, Baja Bay next door, which is the old Radisson. Um, you got to spend like 150 bucks, and the I think place it might next, even be higher than that. Well, I was and they it do, was 165 last I Maybe, yeah. And they do now. That one does offer uh, transfers with the ship, but it's also crowded. Yeah. Uh, in one of the pictures, I think I, I think the video I even zoomed in on how crowded their beach was. <clears throat> and when with the crowds come people who are heckling you, trying to sell you stuff. Um, I think I saw one person. The whole day I was at Breezes. And, um, you know, Manu, one of the owners, I met her. She was very friendly and nice. Um, you know, she even she was helping guests. You know, you don't see that very much. Um, <clears throat> now, how to get there? 
Uh, yeah, that's is... what I was just going to ask. You roll yeah. in on a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. You, you uh, get off it... the cruise ship, and then what mm -hmm. do you do? So once you leave the Nassau cruise ship terminal, there will be some cabs. Either you have to go to the booth, the stand to the far right, um, or you'll have people, you know, unofficial, quote-unquote unofficial, cabbies a little bit further out by Scotiabank and other places. You can take one of those. It should be about 20, 25 max to get there. Uh, routes 10 and 12 also go to this area. Um, again, it's all along the main road um, right after, I forgot the name of the beach, uh, Goodson Beach, I think, um, is right before that. And it's there's a big roundabout. If you just tell the driver you're going to breezes, they'll tell you when to get off. But I took a kick scooter. Uh, you know, one of the fun things I like to do in the Caribbean. And, yeah, I know this is, they get a lot of ambulatory and accessible travel. So I feel kind of bad talking about this. But I love these cute little e-scooters. Uh, you know, I've got the app on my phone from when I was in Puerto Rico. Uh, and it was about a, I don't know, 13-minute ride. Uh, cost me 15 bucks essentially and i do it again in a heartbeat and you know, i'm zooming in and out of traffic you know people are making fun of me here on the ship like oh we're gonna beat you there and they didn't um <laughs> just because traffic was backed up you know being in nassau you know with the, the way the roads are set up you know being a very colonial city they haven't you know not like some of these other uh, caribbean markets where they've you know destroyed buildings for highways and whatnot so it's not like curacao we've got a freeway um but yeah, yeah so I use the curiosity for somebody like me that's wheelchair bound or somebody that's scooter bound. Can we make it on a chair or a scooter? Oh yeah, yeah, you can make it. Yeah, the sidewalks are fine, um, all the way there, and you know you could walk it. It's about again about three miles. Um, I'm trying to see if mine shows a map. No, see, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at this. Uh, you know, just uh, we can view in that pretty well or not. Um, yeah. But it wasn't. It's really not that far. But the the region, it's it's along a busy highway. There are accessible um, taxis that can take you. If you call the hotel, they'll help you. Um, the hotel is mostly accessible. Uh, there are elevators and ramps. Um, the pool doesn't have a lift. But uh, the bad thing about the pool is it's really cold. But when it's 95 degrees, you may not care. Yeah. Um, and then the beach, I, I did see a uh, one of the big wheelchairs with the, the big wheels on it. Uh, but, you know, on, on on this same point, you know, if you're okay just hanging out in the lobby or upstairs or in a buffet, and I've seen a lot of people do that, you know, they're just happy to be off the ship. You know, it is an option. Um, you know, you can still drive around. Um, there's a an area above the bar. Uh, it's like a crow's nest. You know, it's still covered. You can get there from from the uh, from the main lobby. And uh, one, one of the things I find about Nassau, those of us that have, you know, been to Nassau 40, 50 times, like I have <laughs> over the years, or you know, we're sick and tired of doing anything there is to do in Nassau. And this mm -hmm. is something fresh, something new, something I haven't mm -hmm. done. Uh, and yeah, it gets away from the excursions that the cruise lines offer, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, in the island that they go to, the private island, uh, it's not Balmore Island. I forgot its name of another one, but it's an island shared by Sandals 
and there's two beach clubs on it. You know, we did that one on Princess and Norwegian, and it was crowded. Yeah. I mean, we paid a lot more money. Uh, you know, I was literally at the resort. We finally got off the boat at 1130. I don't know why, what took so long. And I was at the resort by noon. Whereas if we'd taken the excursion, it would have been 130 or 2, just because they, they put you on a slow boat uh, to get out there. And, you know, even with the recent um, challenge they had with one of the operators, I, I can see a little bit more scrutiny with that. But it was a great option. Uh, you know, most people, when they go to Nassau, they, they want beach. You know, they don't want to be hackled yeah. or hassled by everybody and and have people selling them tchotchkes every two minutes. And like I said, breezes, because they have security, um, it is an all-inclusive, true all-inclusive. It's one of the few that still exist in Nassau. Um, you know, the, a lot of places will offer it as an add-on, but here it's it's all in. They did a really good job, you know, and they had an entertainment team out doing different games and bingo and they even tried to get me in the bikini contest. You know, like, hey, I, I don't know if I might win it. Um, but, you know, they, they just saw and they had it. It was a good vibe. You know, they, I, you weren't fighting for chairs in a pool area. Um, it was really sunny out. The food was good and plentiful. The liquor, they didn't skimp on it at all. Uh, you know, and, and what I appreciate the most, this comes back from some, you know, I've been doing business in the Bahamas for over 30 years, but. We had a, a slightly rough customer uh, approach the bartender while I was there and said, I get me a drink. I don't care. Just get me a shot. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be interesting. So she turns around and he's like, can you hear me? He's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'll take care of you. And she comes back and gives him just a little tiny amount of liquor in this, in this cup. He's like, what is it? She's like, oh, just try it. You'll like it. And he downed it thinking it was something weak and oh, the fire in his eyes lit up and he's like oh mama wow that was amazing what was that she's like that was my little special concoction for you but but she completely turned it around she could have been a total uh, you know yeah. what i mean and, and just gave him crappy vodka but no she you know it, it's funny how that turned everything you know this guy was obviously a little bit grouchy and grumpy and and you know we we see that in a service business where people just don't care uh, but no she she kept her you know, she kept her uh, her form and and delivered in perfect Bahamian style, and and I think everyone laughed around it because Good. you know he was he was being a little grumpy, and after that he lightened up. And, well, uh, I had gotten to the point where I don't know, probably eight out of the last ten times I've been in Nassau, I would just get off the ship mm -hmm. and roll over to the old uh, uh, straw market straw, straw market. Yeah. Yeah. And find my little lady that made the yummy pina coladas mm -hmm. and sit there and have a pina colada or two. Now, back in those days, you know, I was paying five or six bucks for a pina colada. And the last one I bought there was, I think, $18 or something. I said, chili, wow. chili, chili. You're showing huh. your age when you talk about those prices. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, everything, you know, inflation has hit NASA. I, I, like I said, I've, I've, I was there just a month ago on another cruise. And even at King George Plaza, I saw um, some of the prices go up. Like, you know, as much as people may laugh, I get Goombay Punch to bring back. It's like a Mountain Dew, but with pineapple. It's really good and yummy. We mix it with vodka and rum. And uh, those prices are gone up by about a buck or two, you know, for the case. Um, and, and the drinks are going. I, it's, I hate to say capitalism, but, yeah, you know, sure. again, a lot of people aren't getting off the ship or they're staying near the port. And so the prices are going up. 
but to the point of our discussion, the former British Colonial Hilton, which is right beside the big yellow hotel next to the straw market, will be reopening, uh, they say, on December 10th. Uh, that's one of the hotels where they had an amazing beach club and pool, but you had to pay separate for everything. Um, their rate used to be uh, like right around 100 bucks, but you only got a bar credit. So you were given like 35 or $50 credit for food. And knowing a Hilton out in Nassau, and that 50 bucks bought you pretty much six wings and a beer. <laughs> if you were lucky. Um, yeah, if you're lucky. Now, the, the only issue I'm going to warn people about this one, because they will be offering day passes, um, you've got Margaritaville on one side, essentially. I mean, there's a big plaza building next to it, but there, you know, there's no sound barriers at all. So you hear everything at Margaritaville. And on the right is Senior Frogs. Um, so the Hilton, if you just want to go to the beach, uh, you know, or not, it's going to be British Colonial, not British Colonial Hilton. Uh, they're no longer a Hilton flag, but, you know, the, the Colonial Hotel will have a nice beach. Um, you're right there at the port. So, you know, it may not be the cleanest water, may not be the prettiest view, uh, but that's a close and easy one. Uh, Margaritaville um, also offers day passes, but it doesn't include food or drink. You got to pay for that stuff. Nor can you get in all the pools. They only let you in certain pools. Um, it gets very crowded there. And um, you can go to Junkanoo Beach, which is our Junkanoo Beach. Uh, it's a couple more blocks down. It's also going to get crowded. So I think that's why I like Breezes is just because they are down on Cable Beach. It's a beautiful beach. Um, you know, the waters are nice and clear. And it's, it's, a, it's a good value. Um, and no, I'm not getting a commission for it. Um, and you don't need to book these online on resortpassforaday.com or anything. You can just, you know, if you search for Breezes Bahamas, they actually have a page. And I did mention to the owner, you know, hey, put in some better instructions how to get here for people. But yeah, I just, I took the e-scooter and uh, into my ride there, the bellhop kind of laughed at me. It's like, oh, it's like you know, second person this week to do that. Um, and the scooters are fun, you know. So, so again, if you've got people who are, um, you know, not not uh, ambulatory uh, impaired by any means, the, the scooters are a new alternative, a nice fun alternative. Right. And they're right outside the port. Yeah. All right, Nate. Well, thank you a bunch for the information, and we'll good deal. Certainly share it on. And I've got to get on with some news today. Good Thanks, deal. Nate. All right, have a good one. All right. Hopefully, I've got this uh, turned off and my microphone back on so you guys can hear me and before we get to the news i noticed in the chat room that's the view from hot air tom's balcony that's a tough one to take folks he's got to spend the whole week looking at that that's awful just awful so all right i'll be back with some news after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. All right, the top story today, folks, comes from our friends over at um, MSC. And a tragic incident was avoided at MSC Cruise Private Island, Ocean Key in the Bahamas. Thanks to the courageous action of an MSC officer, Officer Giuseppe Ruaco uh, saved a woman from drowning after she fell into the sea 
during the disembarkation from the cruise ship MSC Meraviglia. The incident unfolded. This was, by the way, on Thanksgiving Day. The incident unfolded when a female passenger accidentally fell into the water between the cruise ship and the dock. Now, you know, that's a lot of people call that the devil's trip because that cruise ship and that little bit of space, I mean, the cruise ship can move and you get squashed in there. Acting swiftly, Officer Giuseppe Ruaco, Ruaco, I didn't hesitate and jumped into the water to rescue the distressed woman. The officer kept her head above water and assisted her along the length of the ship to the stern where a rescue team had space to assist. Throughout this ordeal, the woman's children and her husband, gripped by fear, were crying out in distress. The man overboard signal was activated, prompting the rescue team to spring into action, the woman was successfully recovered within minutes thanks to the selflessness and daring act of Officer Uwaku, who risked his own life to save another. The officer received a lengthy applause from the ship's captain and the crew uh, for his heroic efforts. The following letter was distributed among MSC crew's human resource leaders Today on Meraviglia, port call at Ocean Key, a guest accidentally fell into the water between the ship and the dock, and without a second thought, our training officer, Giuseppe Roacu, uh, jumped into the water to help out the distressed guest. Man overboard signal was given, and our fully trained team was present in no time to help the guest out of the water. Uh, we wished our guest a speedy recovery as the incident was controlled in just a couple minutes because of Giuseppe's brave reaction in no time. He risked his life to save her life. So congratulations to Giuseppe and to the Meraviglia. That's just awesome. The next story today, folks, isn't quite as happy. PNO cruise ship Pacific Adventure has been denied entry into New Zealand's port uh, ports due to stringent biosecurity measures necessitating a hull cleaning. Remember this story from last year? The vessel, which was scheduled to explore several ports in New Zealand, now faces an altered itinerary due to environmental protection regulations. So, uh, P&O Cruises has already announced several compensation measures for guests on board who will undoubtedly be extremely disappointed, that's probably putting it bluntly, that the vessel will not be sailing to the main attraction of the voyage. The incident is another in a series of cruise ships that have been denied entry into New Zealand in the last year and already the second time the issue has affected Pacific Adventure. Uh, you think they'd learn, wouldn't you? Cruise itineraries can be changed at any time, and usually this involves a missed port or an additional day at sea. However, guests on board PO Australia Pacific Adventure 
were dealt a disappointing blow when they found out their ship would not be sailing to New Zealand on a 13-night Kiwi adventure cruise that sailed on November 20th. From Sydney, the vessel's itinerary would have sailed to the Bay of Islands, Auckland, Taronga, Napier, Wellington, Christchurch, Dunedin, and Fiordland National Park, all in New Zealand, and returned to Sydney on December the 3rd. However, the vessel will not be sailing to any of those ports. The surprising announcement comes after multiple inspections failed to identify a biosecurity risk in time, leading to a last-minute discovery that rendered the ship non-compliant with New Zealand's biosecurity uh, requirements. Guests on board Pacific Adventure were notified of itinerary changes by the captain, after which the onboard hotel director relayed the messages from the captain in a letter distributed to those on board. In response to the denied entry, an alternative itinerary focus on Australian ports was developed. So, the last year we've seen several cruise ships, including Viking Orion, Region 7 Seas Explorer, uh, reroute uh, because of this. Carnival Splendor had issues. Carl Princess had issues, uh, had similar changes or challenges, and they all had to get the, the boats cleaned. Now, the thing that I don't understand is how this is the second time in a year for this ship. So they've got they got nobody to blame but themselves for having passengers really PO'd. Unless cruise line sailing to New Zealand start taking these measures seriously and implement strict cleaning measures before you get to New Zealand, you'll be seeing more and more of these incidents impacting more and more guests wishing to experience New Zealand's beautiful coastlines. Man, I feel sorry for the people, but I can't help but blame P&O for the whole thing. All right, the next story today, folks. Comes from uh, Life at Sea uh, Cruises. Nope, wrong picture. We don't want that picture up. We don't want a picture on this one. There's not a picture. Sorry about that. Life at Sea Cruises has officially canceled its ambitious three-year cruise, disappointing passengers who had booked the voyage. Cancellation comes after a series of delays and logistical challenges, leaving behind guests who had spent thousands of dollars on what now appears to be a fairy tale turned nightmare. At the base of the problems for Life at Sea Cruises and its parent company, Marais Cruises, is the fact that there is no and never was a ship. While there have been multiple candidates and pretty drawings, the actual vessel never materialized. 
even to the point of people selling their houses and where they lived and going to Istanbul to get on the ship. I mean, this was supposed to sail uh, like this week. What many expected to be a scenario that was never likely to happen has now become a reality. Life at Sea Cruises has canceled the three-year, 130,000-mile cruise around the world. The cruise, which attracted attention for its unique duration and affordability, was initially set to depart from Istanbul. However, the departure faced several postponements and changes, eventually leading to the cancellation. The initial departure date uh, for the cruise set in Istanbul was scheduled for November 1st, subsequently moved to November 11th, and then to um, December 1st. Life at Sea notified guests that the ship would depart from Amsterdam. Instead, that departure was rescheduled for November 30th, again from Amsterdam. However, in an unexpected turn of events, guests received notice that the cruise was no more. The development was surprising to passengers, some of whom had already arrived in Istanbul in preparation for the original departure date. So a lot of people had put up a lot of money for this. Um, Life at Sea has communicated plans to issue refunds and monthly installments starting mid-December. The company also said it intends to pay for accommodations for those passengers already in Istanbul and who now find themselves without a home to go to. Uh, Monthly uh, uh, installments. Does anybody else have a problem with that? I mean, I can see it now. Uh, yeah, here's your monthly check for uh, $19.95 and uh, three box tops from a Cracker Jack box. I, I, you know, that's that's not a way to do business. And something tells me that one day real soon, they're going to have moved out of wherever they are. And there won't be a mailbox or a phone. I just something I just I don't know. When you try to sell something and don't have a boat, and apparently all you did was offer the possibilities of getting a boat. Uh, well, that's just I'm just a little worried about these people losing all their money. All right. On to the next story. That's the next story. The maiden voyage of China-based cruise liner Adora Mediterranea commenced in Qingdao, China, yesterday, marking a significant addition to the Chinese cruise travel market. The 12-deck ship is noteworthy vessel with the distinction of being the largest cruise vessel in operation in China. Formerly operated by Costa Cruises, Adora Mediterranea carries 2,680 guests across 1,057 staterooms. So currently, 
That's the largest ship in China. That will be changed soon uh, when they finish building a ship over there. All right. Heritage Expeditions is the next story, folks. Heritage Expeditions has announced a new nine-day seabirds and cetaceans of Australasia expedition with the Heritage Adventurer. The cruise from Port Via to Hobart will explore uncharted Australian waters in the search of pelagic seabirds and cetaceans, according to a press release. The voyage has been specifically designed with birders, whale, dolphin, and cruise enthusiasts and adventurers in mind, said Aaron Russ, commercial director and expedition leader at Heritage Expeditions. And folks, if you're a birder out there and would be interested in this ship uh, and this cruise, if you got to ask how much it is, <laughs> you ain't got enough money. Because <laughs> I got a feeling that's going to be an expensive proposition. And I have no idea how much, but I'm just, just saying. So, all right, guys. You know, we got to do a little bit of an airport report card uh, from the weekend. Yesterday was the biggest single day TSA has ever had. And, you know, over the past year, the airports and the airlines and TSA have had hell with problems. And you got yesterday with um, some massive weather issues with snow across the upper Midwest affecting a number of major uh, uh, airports. Here's the report card for the day. There were 7,600 delays. Now that sounds like a big number. 7,600 delays, but there was only 55 cancellations, folks. 55 cancellations all day yesterday from USA airports. That is amazing, and that is a major improvement over issues that a lot of us have had, especially on holidays. All right. That's going to wrap up the show for today. Let's jump over in the chat room and see who is fussing at me today. Oh, I see I got a sticker this morning from Desiree Hall. Thank you very much for the super sticker. I do appreciate that. Uh, Mike's with us. He's over on the other side of the pond. Hi, Mike. Steve's with us out in Kentucky. There's Sonny down in Mississippi. Gretchen out in Ohio. There's Amy. Hi, Amy. M's with us up there in New York. Of course, everybody is speaking back and forth. Uh, Steve says, uh, hello, Nate. Looking forward to booking excursions with you. Yes, indeed. 
Um, Katie's with us back on land, but ended up with a bad cold. Sorry about that, Katie. Jeremy and Cheryl Cruise Adventures. Hey, everyone. Welcome aboard, Jeremy and Cheryl Cruise Adventures. Emily says hello to Jeremy and Cheryl. Uh, Hot Air Tom says, oops, I came for the replay and got live. We changed clocks last night, forward an hour. So Hot Air Tom uh, forgets how to read a clock when he's on a boat. Just saying. Chili, we have a couple loose teakwood boards on our balcony. What would you do? One actually has an end that does not lay flat, making it a trip hazard. Are you being funny or are you being serious? If you're being serious, pick up the phone and call guest services and tell them to send a repairman to fix the damn board in the floor. That's pretty simple. Hot Air wants to know if you're still swaying, uh, Katie. Katie says, my feet are on land now. Sitting on my balcony watching the wake. Yeah, that was that was the shot I showed you. Uh, Wilson, the pick, the chili. Yeah, I got the pick and stuck it up there. Sonny says, what a view. Tom has to tease us. Rough sea, Tom's not. It's not rough seas. That looks pretty smooth. Emily says, good to hear. Um, they have another beach that's called Junkaroo. Yeah, he mentioned that. It's similar to a Goombe uh, punch. Oh, you're talking about the, the drink. And again, thanks to Desiree Hall. I do appreciate that. Uh, next, we will find the old CEO from Enting is involved with the cruise at sea. Oh, yeah, those clowns that I said should be in prison wouldn't surprise me at all if they're behind uh, Murray. That that would just be typical. Uh, I agree. I, I agree with uh, with uh, the assessment of from Genting. So, <laughs> Desiree says you're welcome. Thank you very much. That's always always appreciated by this channel. Um, Emily says, drink some tea, Katie. I spoke with the assistant GM this morning about the back balcony wood issue. Oh, you're serious. There's a couple boards loose. The other thing to do is tell your cabin guy to go get uh, the repair people. Anytime I've had anything wrong with with the room, I mean, it was fixed in, you know, like five minutes. It didn't take long. So, yeah. I didn't know if you were being funny, Hot Air Tom, or if you were being serious. So I'm sorry that you're being serious about that. But yeah, that can get fixed real quick. 
All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Again, tomorrow and Wednesday will be normal time at 11 o'clock live. And Thursday and Friday, I will be live at 9 o'clock in case you want to join me early. Or you can uh, catch the replay at 11 if you're you're on the 11 o'clock time frame. So that's the schedule. And then I'll be uh, doing uh, all kinds of stuff from um, the Norwegian Escape starting uh, when I get on board Saturday, including every morning uh, at breakfast, I'll be doing a Facebook Live. I started that uh, on the last cruise, and we'll do that again. <clears throat> I'm going to be in the dining room for two hours every day. Uh, and hopefully some of our solo group will join me for a breakfast or a coffee. Uh, and perhaps when I'm doing my live, they'll be there, which would be uh, would be nice. We've got a nice group uh, for uh, most of you know that I am hosting uh, that cruise. And uh, it, it got a good group. We got several of the guys that sailed with me on the joy, as a matter of fact, that are going to be with us again. So I'm really looking forward to this one. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Uh, I will be back here same time, same channel tomorrow with the Tuesday Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast. And as always, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see everybody tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.